0: We're now listening to united 96 podcast on the rfk refugees podcast network
1: welcome in ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh united 96 here on the rfk refugees podcast network ted here john here look i'll like i'll get it eventually right you almost
0: you almost had to put a quarter in the bucket there that was almost yeah. that was almost a fine the
1: uh welcome in everybody uh apparently rfk stadium is on fire uh apparently and the raccoons were presumably celebrating dc United's victory i'm gonna go with that what was your what's your what's your reasoning for the uh rfk fire uh wrong Uh, answers only
0: (laughs) i'm gonna steal it i'm gonna yeah in the chat anybody wants to share why it's on fire (laughs) Uh, someone on the Discord said it's uh, the soccer gods required a sacrifice for a five goal DC c ninety game, which I think that sounds fair. That sounds legitimate as anything else, but yeah, sad anyway. Yeah,
1: yep. but uh, yeah, we've got some, uh, we got some soccer. John, but first, how was your, how was your 4th of July weekend? Uh, I, hope, well, I hope it was enjoyable. Listen,
0: listen to the way I sound and the way that I look in my face. So I've been <laughs> sick. Everyone's been sick uh, all the time. 4th of July was spent inside being sick one day one day i'll be normal again folks and you'll be able to hear me sound normal on the <laughs> show but other than that how about you dead hopefully you uh saw some exploding things
1: I, I think it'll well actually no i didn't see the um I, I, we it was a uh a friend's birthday for the um for the richmond kickers game where there would have been fireworks and then uh we um, had to depart because they wanted to to go do other things. Also, it was a crazy crowd there. They actually, my friends got there late and uh, couldn't find parking in the parking lot. So like 4,000 fans in there. Um, so very limited parking. Uh, but it was an awesome game. It was great to see. Um, tons of fun. So I, I did that. That, that was, um, you know, obviously a 4-1 victory. My Richmond kickers are top of the table, which is great because DC has made, would have made my life miserable if it was not that way. Um, so, but yeah, but uh, other than that, drove weekend back here in Lynchburg, so spent the week, spent the holiday weekend in Richmond and back here in Lynchburg, so.
0: Trotting Ted, all through the Commonwealth.
1: <laughs> Virginia, Virginia, Trotting Ted, yes, very much yep. so. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, let's start, let's start with some news first. So before we get into the game, before we talk about the game, um, news broke, I guess, at the beginning of the game. That was, that was what I was going to spend probably like 90% of the show talking about because I assumed the game was going to go poorly for <laughs> Why? Uh, Why, Ted? <laughs> A lot of reasons, a lot of reasons why, John. But uh, the big news, Griffin Yao sold to KVC Westerloos. I think these are Westerloo. Westerloo, I believe. I believe. That's how you pronounce it. They are in the Belgian League, $100,000. Apparently, there are some incentives attached to that. So who knows how high it could rise. I did see one like, price of around like $500,000, which I think would have been a, a good deal. So maybe DC will get some extra cash if he plays <laughs> well, if he makes appearances. Um then there's also a 35% sell-on clause should he get sold. So a chance for DC, you know, if, if you know, Griffin Yao goes and lights it up and gets an offer somewhere else in Europe, uh, there's a chance that, you know, he could light it up. But um, I, I have some, I have some thoughts on this. A lot was being made about it. I have some uh, some sort of varying thoughts on it, uh, but curious, John, what were your kind of thoughts on this? Um, you know, any, any thoughts you had?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we're, I, I, I read somewhere around 130,000 or 110,000. So mm-hmm. clearly not not really. I know where you're going, so I won't steal your thunder, so I won't go down that lane. Uh, I think it's uh, good that he's going to get some playing time. Mm-hmm. He's wanted it for a while. Could not break through under multiple coaches. Just didn't seem to either fit what the coach was asking for or you know deliver results when he got an extended run in the team, which he has had a couple times. Uh, but I'm glad that he got what he wanted. Apparently he's been asking for this, so glad that he's gotten that. I think this is more of a Chris Durkin rather than an Ian Harks, where Ian Harks has, has turned himself into like a, uh, I think he was the, the club player of the year uh, yeah. over there in Scotland. So he's, he's really yeah. taken, taking the bull by the horns there. So uh, I, I think uh, in the short run, no real effect for DC United in the long run, maybe a sell on fee if he, if he really takes off, but I think I know where you wanted to go. So I'll give you that platform.
1: Well, well, first of all, so congratulations to uh, Griffin Yao. You are now in the minds of most of the Eurotop U.S. men's soccer national <laughs> team fans ahead of Paul Riola and the U.S. men's T Jeff Darn. So good to see you, you my friend. Um, <laughs> no, I mean my 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 general my general thought on this is I think a lot of people were looking. If you look at it kind of um, on the surface, you're like, well, they didn't get a lot of money. It's not you know not a record selling deal. I guarantee, you, even with that fee, they probably don't even make back like the amount. They spent on his salary, like the total amount of investment's not big. It might turn into something great. I mean, he might blow it up and then he gets sold for 10 million and you get an extra three and a half million on that. But from a general perspective, I think this is more about, this is more about a couple of things. Number one, this is, you know, getting Westerloo clearly thought he was worth enough to like spend some money to bring him in. So it's opening it up to other scouts in Europe saying, hey, DC United can sell players. They want to sell players. We already sold Kevin Paredes for $7 million. And, you know, this is a guy, Griffin Yao, who came out, you know, was certainly high up on that depth chart. But as you know, you have Jeremy Greya getting starts for El Salvador. Um, you have, obviously, Moses Nyman, who's been touted, you know, still hasn't quite made it, but still being touted as one of the top young players. Um, then, obviously, um, you have Ted Pietro, who's been on the rise sort of in the D.C. system, uh, sort of earned that spot, uh, earned that step up from his time uh, in Loudoun. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of other talent sort of coming to D.C. So I think it's about sort of getting it out there that D.C. wants to sell players. I think it's also a message to, you know, we, we talk about some of the other news, I almost forgot to drop this, uh, the D.C. United U16s winning the MLS Next uh, Championship. Uh, so there's talent that is coming through this system, and I think it's an important message to say, look, like you don't have to come here to DC and absolutely just tear it up. Like if, you know, if, if it's not working out here, you're not getting minutes, you know, we and another European team is interested in you. We're not going to just hold on to you, let your career stagnate. Like they like DC has done, honestly, for a long time. There are plenty of players that have come through who just did not get playing time, did not get any moves outside to Europe or to other teams. And basically just left on their, when their contract right now, you know, Ian Hart's being one of them. Um, And I think also DC too, is, is realizing that they need to start, you know, you get to that one year left on the contract. Maybe don't hope the player suddenly turns a corner. Maybe if that move is there, go ahead and make that move. And if he really is that good of a player, then you get that return on investment. Um, But I think it's all, I think the recruitment tool for me is, is the, is the most intriguing part of this from a DC perspective um, about, about what they could get from this. So um, honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's good for him. I hope he goes out there and kills it because if he kills it, then, you know, my team's going to get more money that hopefully gets reinvested back into the squad. I hope it does for sure.
0: But Somebody asked us what we thought about uh, what positives do we take from the win uh, at MLS Next? And, you know, Ted and I are not going to lie and say that we went and saw a bunch of academy games. There were players mm-hmm. who have played some loud games this year who were in that lineup. Uh, M- M- Matai Akambone was one of them. There were a couple others. Um, I think it just says, I think it to Ted's point, I think it's a great recruiting tool. I think it's really, I think it's great from a local perspective and from a young kid perspective, like this is going to put you in the shop window. DC United will end up signing some of these players. Just, I just bet you, I just kind of guarantee you the goalie in particular, I don't have his name in front of me, uh, but he is uh, well-regarded in the region and this club uh, very clearly is going to need some prospects in the goalkeeping department uh, in the near future. So I don't know not necessarily as a DC United player, but, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, uh, but other than that, I mean, it's tough to, I watched the game. Uh, the team looked great by the way. Like, I don't know if all the U16 games are like that, but, uh, man, it's like a, there's a lot of room for players to be creative. And I think that it makes for a more compelling watch. There isn't as much, uh, aggressive closed down defense. And so players are, encouraged to take players on all around the field in your own mm-hmm. box up and down up and down the, the sidelines they don't care so from that perspective it's great to watch it's, it was, it's been enjoyable but yeah no great congrats to uh dave sanford and uh all the other folks uh dave sanford i believe is no longer there so i don't want to give congrats in the past dave sanford probably had, a, had an effect on that i'm <laughs> trying to remember that he got, the guy from new england who uh came and took over the academy congrats to him
1: well they 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 showed the um, i think some there was a lot of shout outs i think they did a um sort of the you know halftime team talk type of recording and i remember distinctly the uh, the coach the dc coach was getting a, uh, a lot of huge shout outs for sort of his approach to that halftime team talk versus the other coach that was you know basically saying like that was terrible that was awful you know and he wasn't yelling but it was very much negative type of approach and he was more encouraging obviously a little easier when you're up one nothing at that point but either way i mean i think i think it's good to see the um youth team having success it's not a you know 100 indication that you know we're gonna get you know a golden generation of youth players that is going to completely reinvent major league soccer uh but i think it's always a good sign when when you're when your young players are, are having success um so um Certainly, one to watch. I'm sure there are a couple of players I think I'm going to probably take a look at, um, and maybe hopefully we'll see them in in the future. Either for Loudon. and, and I think um, uh, Rifa K, um, who follows Loudon very very closely, has stated that a lot of those guys are getting appearances for Louden already. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the more older players. So certainly a good thing. I, I think DC's the one bright spot that dc <laughs> I've got is in the past few years for the first time they have a very set pathway now that just didn't exist, you know, when your Colin Martins, uh your Michael Seatons were coming up. Like it was it's now a very defined and well set pathway where you can get minutes. And I think that's helped them sign some players that probably previously would have said nope, I'll take my chances in the draft or nope, I'm gonna go to college. Like a lot of those things are all good signs.
0: It's a hilarious full circle moment that Jalen Robinson is now allowed united player. Did you know <laughs> that? And starts uh that he had an eight on foot mob this last game, so he's he's yep. good for him. It's kind of funny that this is just how his the lap his career is taking. I'm glad he's found an opportunity to get back in the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Maybe he makes. I mean, with the way DC's looked defensively, maybe he makes. Uh, maybe he makes an appearance back in the lineup. Wouldn't that be?
0: I would. Be, doubt, you know, I mean, if, if we fall out of the playoff race, I don't see any reason why we don't do that.
1: Yeah, the team. The team's gonna have a lot anyway. This team's gonna have a lot, a lot of open roster space. and projecting yeah. next season, especially yeah. on the defensive front. Uh, let's get, let's get into it. Let's talk about the the DC Orlando game. Um, uh, this was a game I think many, many, no one really had hope for. If you could read the the Discord uh, and the, um, yeah, uh, and the predictions, like I don't think there was a single person that thought DC was going to come out and win this game. Uh, I was honestly, I think I said in the chat, I said like, can we just get like above one expected goal? Yes, you did. In the first half, I think is what I said, which might have been too ambitious. But can we please get just get just like shows some life, and please, for the love of God, no more three holding defensive midfielders. Please, Chad. And uh, he must have listened to me. Maybe he was about ready to crack his knuckles and roll out um, Durkin, Kanaus, and Skundrich again in the in the center of midfield. Uh, And he's like, oh no, Uh, the Irish refugee. Yeah. Refugees guys don't want me to do that. I shouldn't do that then.
0: He's gonna go canals <laughs> Jafal, Jerkin, Skundrich, and then sign Jared Jeffrey to a one-game contract for the five man <laughs> phalanx. We gotta finally figure out where
1: Jared Jeffrey is. We gotta we gotta finally gotta do it. I don't think is. we do. I don't
0: think we wanna know. I, I have a bad feeling that there's like a like a I have a bad feeling he was in DC uh, uh a couple years a couple years ago in January. I think that's why I think that's why we haven't heard much from him anymore.
1: No, you, you, want, you, 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 you want to do a Wee Willie type of like story where like Mm-mm. he's just like, <laughs> anyway, we're we're beating around the bush. Let's get, let's get into the game. Um, it's weird that we don't want, want to talk about a win.
0: It's weird that we're sort it's of like, yep. I think it's, I think we don't know <laughs> what to do with ourselves. I think is what's it's, going on.
1: Well, it's, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk positively about this game. I, yep. I think in a lot of ways for me, it's for me, it's an incredibly, I don't think I've ever been, I'm happy with the five, three victory. I am utterly frustrated that it has taken an entire month of Ju- of June and some of May for Chad Ashton to realize that hmm, maybe this team is not meant to play possession style soccer. Maybe we don't have that talent and maybe we should play the way, play the way that we were designed to play, that we came into 2022 thinking, this is the first game I can honestly say, yeah, I'm going to go and say, yeah, this is the first game where it felt like this is like what we saw in the Lasada, this is like what we saw mid like 2021. Um, maybe on a lesser scale, because I think the team is a little bit less talented, especially with, with some of the missing pieces, obviously, you no know, Ariola Areola um, and everything like that. I think there was some more depth talented pieces there. But, you know, they were doing what they what they what has brought them success. They were winning. They were dispossessing the team and then going on quick breaks. They were, you know, saying, you know, bollocks to, you know, to possession. Twenty seven percent possession for this team. Like, you know, it's it's all. Yeah, it's all the things that, you know, we saw last season that brought this team success. And it's just incredibly frustrating that is taken so long for Chad to realize this. And then you see it and you're like, yes, this is the way like we were designed to play. Um, I really like that. That for me is, I guess, the most frustrating part for me about all of this. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, John, maybe I'm over overstating it a little bit, but this felt like a game that this team finally, I, I won't say they outplayed Orlando, but they certainly deserved I think something out of this game where other yeah. games you can't say that.
0: Yeah. The second half got a little loose and wild. I think mm-hmm. uh, that's first half. Definitely. First half was like, there were tactical soccer things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mid block press was interesting and effective and resulted in, I think uh, two goals. And I think mm-hmm. a number of chances just all over the place. Uh, the, the, all the, all the, all three forwards, I believe that they were playing with three up front, I believe. I recall correctly. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep, they were. Uh, It was, it was a weird kind of like three up front. It was definitely taxi dropping back. I'll I'll get into that a little bit, but go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, they were just working together, and that's the that's what's been missing is having all of those players in that spot who are ready to do the work, and also having one or two of the midfielders pinch up to help and create overloads uh, Mm -hmm. and 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 create turnovers. And that's that's what that was their off. You talked about the fact they had thirty percent possession or less that was how they generated chances. Like that was what they were doing other than the fifth goal, which is, was, was wacky. Um, And (laughs) a lot of things were wacky. We're going to talk about all the wacky things, but that was, that was the nature of their success was doing that. So I hope it continues. Uh, We'll talk about sort of what that means for Friday, like how, how many lessons we have to learn from this game and how much we take out of it. But I think we're mostly going to do is just be happy uh, that it happened. (laughs)
1: Well, you talk about, too, you talk about the defensive midfielders. I, I think the, the three forwards, what it meant, even in sort of late part of that second half, a, a big problem with May and June was that there was no, there was no, like, perceived threat that DC posed in the attack. And that can impact how a team presses, how many players they allow kind of to get into that attacking third. But as soon as you kind of present a threat, which DC did, they got two goals off that. Uh, I don't think like, I don't think Orlando was like prepared in the early stretches of those games to handle sudden, the sudden switch. Uh, I mean, maybe Oscar kind of last two games and maybe thought he was going to get the same thing. Uh, maybe that, maybe he knew maybe there might be a change or something like that or prepared for it. Uh, but like Orlando looked very caught off guard, especially on the defensive ball to have this team sort of playing so direct.
0: Well, uh, I mean, if they, tape, if they watched tape, if they watch tape, they would be like, who is this? What, what happened? <laughs> I don't. This is, in, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, if, uh, there's no way they I mean, to be fair, Chad Ashton was like, we're going to change things. And he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no way that Orlando was like, oh, they're going to revert to three months ago, four months ago. <laughs> didn't didn't anticipate that.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, uh, I think to, to sort of add a little bit uh, to sort of add a little bit to that, uh, you know that that adjustment still came with drawbacks for them on the offensive side, and that they had to uh, they had to be more careful. Um, they couldn't, you know, being down two nothing, even in you know inside ten minutes, uh, you know, they had to press more. They had to press the game more, but you couldn't <laughs> because you had that threat of the counter, and because you knew how quickly this team was looking to turn, you had to almost push some of your guys back and and catch that space. And to be fair, DC tried to launch a couple of attacks, and it was not as successful um is sort of in the late parts of that second half but to their credit like the first half I actually thought they did pretty well defensively they you know were disrupting the attacks no real clear-cut opportunities in that first half for Orlando maybe one or two I can I can like vaguely think of uh they kept them from generating chances inside the inside the 18 they gave up a couple corners they were able to sort of deal with those uh Romo I thought had a a so-so game. Um, he had one sort of scary moment with the ball over the top. Fortunately, he's fouled, so he can say you know, I was fouled, but you know, it's not not a good look. You never know when that referee might say, ah, I don't think you were pushed that much. Um, or the referee well, isn't interested in protecting you all that much. You never know.
0: <laughs> odds are in your favor if you're a goalkeeper for that pretty much. Yeah.
1: Fair, fair. But I mean, for the first half, I thought it was a really effective game it was great to see
0: it was the taxi show
1: it was a taxi show taxi Funtas. again change of formation leads to a better attacking system for him a system where he is going to move direct and it suits him well because he is very very good at and i think this is an underrated skill i did not anticipate very very good at finding spaces he can sort of lurk in that corner and find that space um as bad as this season has been it is absolutely fantastic that dc has uh pre- conceivably like like going into next season there is a clear this is a guy we're going to build around we're going to find players that are going to support taxi flintas like that is a very very good thing if you're going to have a bad season that is a very good thing to leave uh leave the offseason with but there is at least a a path forward here um, for for a rebuild
0: Producer Brian noted that Taxi is one goal off the golden boot right now.
1: <laughs> he is. He is. I think he's only playing he's only so, 10 games, too. He's only playing yeah, 10 is, games.
0: This is a lightning in a bottle situation. It'll be curious to see. There have been games. I would say there have been games when he hasn't been effective, because, which is hard to believe based on that goal scoring uh, output mm-hmm. per game. But there are times when he has been neutralized by kicking the s out of him, uh, and there have many other outlets Luckily, that was not Orlando's. You have to have the ball to get the, to get kicked. So that was part of our rope-a-dope strategy. It's like, we're not going to take the ball. We're just going to grab it from you real quick and score over and over again.
1: And I, I honestly think, I, I, I will say, I think he, like, I'm not going to say like playing this system, he won't have off games. But I think it really became bad because of the system that Chad Ashton was playing. He was not playing a system that was conducive to his strengths. And now you get a system in there. Um, honestly, also um, hats off to Estrada. Um, he's starting to be sneakily good. Um, I, I, I don't know if I don't know what the team is thinking going into whether they'll pay the, the five million dollar transfer fee. I think he has to have a better <laughs> a better season to essentially break the record again for transfers. But who's this? Uh, who's the, who's yeah, five million? Michael Strada. Uh, Michael Strada. <laughs> He well, looks better. That's all I'm saying. He's looked a lot better. Sure. He's I want to see him. In the well. team. He, he's clearly, he has a better, he has, I think honestly him and Roberta have a better relationship up top with a, uh, with a taxi than, than Kamara.
0: Which is good because Kamara has gone next year for sure. Yes, uh, and Nigel for is sure. for sure here. Uh, listen, I have talked about Michael Strada on this show a lot and I have not been impressed and I really don't care about his, 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 his numbers. He's looking better. I will. I will cop to that. I want to see him play ninety minutes one time. I want to see him play over sixty-five minutes once. I think he got he got subbed out. I believe the seventieth minute this time. So I, I, I he has done it now once. We uh, can make sure I'm right. Seventy seventy-first uh, for Kamari Smith, which is another player we've talked up and down and had a little bit of a moment. Uh, but five million dollars is a lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of money to commit. So I want to see him be a ninety minute player to 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 be breaking records for for DC United.
1: Yeah, he does not need to be more. I, I think it's good to see that at least we're getting we're getting a little Lipses. more out of him. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're 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 certainly getting, and I think if this team can continue, maybe we'll see something. Uh, maybe we'll see something interesting. But um, you know, I, I think it's other other things to say from the game. Obviously, um, let's, let's get into the second half. I think let's go to the second half because that, that's when things got weird, and that's when. Truth be told, we all got the... I feel like, like D.C. has this. Like Every bad year. Go ahead. <laughs> you,
0: you, <No>. <clears throat> I was just going to say, John's betting corner. Uh, coming, so coming into the game, my only bet was both teams to score, and I anticipated a 3-1 loss to Orlando to win. And that first goal, the like, taxi came in. I'm like, well, I, I won't lose now, because for sure Orlando's going to score here. This is obviously <laughs> not going to be a shutout. In the second half, uh, after, the, uh, after we went and the game was tilted i quickly jammed a bet in for orlando to win at plus 700 i was like they're definitely gonna blow it like for sure uh then it was 3-2 i was like oh i'm gonna all right and then uh (laughs) stuff happened so let's talk about the stuff that happened
1: well let's start with that because i mean i I feel like every bad year every single bad season that dc's had where, where they are bottom or near the bottom of the eastern conference they always have a game like this Seattle, Toronto. The Toronto might have been 2018, if I remember correctly. But it's like Seattle. Uh, I remember that time they were up three nothing against Seattle on the road, and then they ended up losing four to three. Like it was like I think it was like actually an MLS record. It was like no team had come back from three 0 down in the second half or something. All we like have that. to do is
0: look to Austin this year. We we don't have to look very far back for for this <laughs> that, example.
1: Very true. But I'm talking about like that. That was a game. I think what we were up two nothing heading into like the 80th minute. Like that was a game where like it was still like two nothing is still a achievable result to blow. Once it gets to be like after that third goal, I like most teams like that's it. Like lock it up, shut it down.
0: They took uh, they took taxi out. They took Dexie yeah. out after that goal. Like all right, we're good. Got a, you guys, Hattie. We can just yeah. send in the clowns.
1: Well, yeah, I mean they need to protect him because he was getting kicked yeah. around. He he, I think he got. He was kind of he. I, I'm hopeful he is okay because he did look a little less effective I'll say in the second half he got kicked a little bit and I think he was kind of stretching something so then, I think that was precautionary more than everything um but essentially but essentially so then you know obviously once Orlando got that goal it's like okay game on they've got the momentum they've got the crowd they've got everything it's a fireworks night people are there uh we need we need to we need to look out <laughs> so to speak and then of course then they got the second goal uh, and then it's like, like, you know, I'm kind of like, Oh man, this is going to be, I think it was still like 20 minutes left to go in the game. Um, so it was definitely not, uh, and it was obviously, you know, the first goal, like, I, again, I don't know how many complaints I could have. It was a long range shot. Maybe you closed down quicker, but it's a nice strike. Um, the second goal comes off a quarter kick again, it's been a DC's Achilles heel in this game, but you're thinking game, you know, game's going to go. And then uh, Kamardi Smith subs in. I think on the Discord everybody was. See what you got. Well, Kamardi Smith will save us. Well, he he did. <laughs> he, he did. did. Uh,
0: Drew 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 Skundrich. He of the two assists uh, tonight. I think he, one of them was a secondary. Yes. If they count that, but uh, just diced the pass. Just cut two lines uh, right in half to Kamardi Smith, who had an open run on goal and opened up with his left foot, which apparently is the only but he's going to be comfortable with <laughs> didn't miss and, and scored a, 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 what should have iced the game and, and calmed people down a little bit. But so yeah, let's get,
1: yeah, let's get it. Let's get into that. That, so, so, so I, I have a theory. <laughs> I, I have a theory on, uh, on this whole thing on, on this whole penalty call, because it was honestly like I, the softest, Softest penalty call. Even the handling, I cannot even honestly say for sure. Number one, whether that was actual handling or if that was, to me, that looked like natural running motion. Ball goes off the head and then just happens to maybe grace I can't even tell for sure if it's an arm. I have no idea how it was converted. I have a theory. I have a theory that the first call that the that the referee made was a foul. I think he makes a foul call there. I do not understand how he can even tell from where he was standing to where the ball was. That ball hit who? who how he could even tell whose hand it hit? Whether it hit anyone's hand?
0: Brandon Izeke was had... also yelling no red card. Yeah, if you, read, if you read his lips after the after the foul occurred, I guess probably pointed to the spot, but he was saying yeah. no red card.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. The the so that happened. I mean, there's no way you could call that a red. That was not. An so, well, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so anyway. So I think he calls the foul. I think then he gets the buzz from the official saying, "Hey, that's a dive," because it was a dive. He like leans forward. He leaves his feet. Not a foul in my book. Like clearly, like a, a simulation trying to draw the foul. And I thought, oh, they're reviewing this. It's going to be overturned. Like that's clearly a dive. Nope, and then he, and then he, they say, "Well, we think we might have a handball handling call too." Oh, good, you can bail me out then. Oh, there it is. Yep, that looks good. I, I that's what I honestly think happened. I do think that's honestly what happened. Soft penalty call uh, makes it four three, and then you're like, "Geez," like you're like, "Geez," like this is <laughs> uh, this, also, this might be yeah. Go ahead.
0: A funny thing about the penalty after it goes in, Romo kicks the ball to midfield, and it, it like goes past pato's like nose like within an inch and then he wants to go fight him like like uh surg- like it was intentional i
1: missed that that <laughs> like, no, was
0: very funny it happened it happened very quickly and then he realized that it was dumb and he waved at his family and went to the went to the midfield but it was a quick quick little fire uh, fire point
1: very lucky he didn't hit pato because that might have been might've but it injured been him for six him.
0: months and it also yeah. injured him for the rest of his career probably knowing his his body
1: yeah, yeah. so, um, so the ball com- the, comes in. I thought DC, at the very least, I think they did a pretty effective job of neutralizing. I think there was one free kick opportunity then to get the ball back. They do a good job of sort of holding the line, um, you know, taking the ball to the corner, and then there's a throw-in, and then there's a quick clearance from <laughs> from Orlando, and it lands right to Roberta's feet, and Roberta just slots it home, and it's 5-3. And then you're like, okay, now it's
0: over, right? Now it's actually over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a, I mean, but yeah, but honestly, what, what a game, uh, fun game to watch. I'm not sure if there's anything else you really want to say. I mean, I did think like as much as much as much as much uh, shtick as uh, Drew Skundras gets. I thought he was actually like one of the better players out there. Him and Chris Durkin, um, I thought played that really well. Uh, the free kick goal, the third goal I forgot to mention, came from in the second half, a very similar thing where they pressed high. They won the ball. position. <clears throat> the attack defensive midfielders pressed high they won I think it was Durkin that won the free kick and it leads to the goal so I mean a lot of that comes from just the style of play of how this team played um I think all those goals didn't come from you know one guy or one fluky play it was all very nicely worked uh counterattacking, which is what this team is how this team is going to be successful in my mind um I could be wrong I, I'm not a I'm not an experienced coach I have no coaching license but um, I think that's how this team is going to be successful. So I hope it stays. I hope we don't like struggle and then chat things, oh, I got to change this. I got to fix this. Like we, it's not working anymore." So,
0: yeah, Philadelphia. We're unlikely to score five goals against Philadelphia because they have conceded 13, <laughs> thirteen goals all season long. So that's not going to happen. If you're if you're making a bet, don't bet that. Uh, some some sort of notes uh, that are of interest for the lineup and what it means for Friday. When I saw the lineup and saw Sammy. Gedry starting was like, is that an injury? What's going on here? Um, And then also having uh, Knaus on the bench in favor of Drew when, you know, Knaus went healthy. It started to make sense to me that I I had forgotten we play on Friday. So I think it was a bit of rotation. I don't, you know, I think neither Drew or Chris were being rewarded for good play. Uh, You know, Chad Ashton had said, we're going to make some changes here. Mm Mm-hmm. And he did, I think, in style of play rather than lineup. So, just something to keep in mind here going into Friday. I would imagine you'll see Brad Smith return to the lineup, even though he has been playing very rough, uh, and I don't think he had a sterling second half. But uh, I don't imagine you're going to see Sammy back. His uh, he he was signed on a four day loan, so they'd have to reloan him uh, were they to do that.
1: Which uh, which they've done pretty much throughout. The they season. could do, <laughs> but
0: normally not back to back. They would they would have just had a week if they if they thought they were going to keep him. Um, yeah.
1: I- I was kind of intrigued by him. I, I think I've said, you know, he is the one type of player who kind of made me, I think that either he wasn't finding the game enough or the team was still very much focused on that. Right. I think all the goals um, came down, sort of not his side. Um, and the wingbacks really weren't as involved, I think as they normally are for, for DC United. So um am curious to maybe see a little bit more of him. I think it's, you know the reason they're loaning him is not because they also have deposition depth, depth issues which they do and position, but um i think it's also i think it's also because uh you know he actually is a pretty decent player and i think he's shown to be uh to have at least a little bit of something so i don't think he he's shines be a world
0: beater but no he shines at loudon if you watch him in loudon he's very very good i think that there's a definite jump in talent that comes from USL championship to MLS mm-hmm. and i think that that's reflected in the way he plays but he said moments, and they'll still keep an eye on him because they have no depth there at all as you as you animate. Yeah. <laughs> uh other sort of interesting notes. Chris Doyatsum returns to the field for the first time in seemingly forever. Uh QD Pietro makes the bench. So he was on the the long, long COVID list uh with uh with Loud knighted. So that's good. Those are more players available. I hope to see Moses Nyman make crack a lineup. I'm wondering maybe. Like, how many players of his stripe they're going to put on the bench. Like, if you look at sort of what the players are available, that's like the one area of healthy depth is that position. So, I I know they're going to want to get in minutes, uh, probably not against Philadelphia uh, on the road, but you never know. Probably want to work them in at a home game. But yeah, we are not going to make a lot of pronouncements about what this means for the season. This is a thing that was good and we enjoy. And to Ted's point, like, the, the only thing that changed was the way that the Coach set him up, and the and the mentality that they had, sort of the philosophy around it, all week it was about uh, like Brandon uh, Brent Heinzeich and the media was like said grit like thirty thousand times, and all <laughs> people all people were like no not again not this again, <laughs> and you know that's not what this that's not what this was uh, it was it was a little bit that it was a little bit like fortitude, um, but it wasn't your. You know, it wasn't the Benny Ball of old, uh, to to steal a, a cliche. But you know, can this team, on the back of this, build on momentum? I hope so. I would not be surprised to see this team lose against Philadelphia because Philadelphia is good. Uh, good. They're not they're not on their hottest streak right now. They're they're on a run of three draws, a win and a loss, uh, and they're not scoring very many goals. So look for a low scoring output. They don't concede and they don't score that many goals. So look for a very tight game. Uh, And traditionally DC has not done very well in that. And this, the shootout, the shootout is required right now because the, the the defense on on set pieces remains creaky. Uh, So this, this showed it. It's not there yet. Work (laughs) in progress.
1: I mean, at least they're not giving up like two, three goals on set. They give up one. So (laughs) maybe they're, uh, yeah. So, uh, Yeah. So it's, yeah, I I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think there's a lot. I mean, it's one game. Uh, It is a team that is not as good as they have been. Uh, They are sort of struggling a little bit, I think from sort of the lofty expectation. Some Orlando fans talking about firing Oscar and I say, great, do it. Like he would move to the top of my, (laughs) the top of my coaching list if he ever lost his job um, being perfectly honest there. Uh, So yeah, we'll see. Um, It's, it's at least nice to have a game where you're talking about a win. you're talking about maybe a potential return to form there, you know, hope is a dangerous thing right now. I think with DC, um, with the way things have looked Um, but it is good that taxi sort of returned. I think maybe I had a little bit of concerns. he was kind of falling off Uh, but now seeing that and knowing that when you play him in the correct formation and you push and you play a a type of um, if you play a, uh, a style that he can fit. Uh, he can be very, very effective, and this team should continue to do that. Um, <laughs> get the ball uh, at his feet.
0: To... Get the ball at his feet and give him some space.
1: Not, not. I didn't give the ball at his feet, but just get get players that are willing to run and move around him. And I just mean, just give it quickly. to him, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I,
0: I do not want him to have the ball at midfield and, and sort of yeah. playmaking. Like that's his talent. He can he can shoot. He, he that was sort of when they when they signed him. Uh, the front office was like, this man shoots like seven times a game, basically. He's like one of the most prolific shooters in Europe. And that's what we want. So that, yeah. that's evident. In this short amount of time, there's nothing up, there's nothing in and around the 18 he does not fancy himself for. So get him closer to the goal, and that's where you're gonna see magic. The free kick goal, that was a little bit of magic, right? That's not that's yeah. not something DCN has done since Wayne Rooney. Um, I, I don't
1: think we scored off a free kick. So <laughs> that might have been the <laughs> la- thought- Wayne Rooney
0: might have been the last one.
1: Yeah. And I, and I talk about Sonny Kittle when Sonny Kittle was coming on the call. At least we, we have a guy who's going to be a free kick taker directly off a shot. That's something we haven't had in a while. Um, uh, but Hey, maybe it's the, maybe it's the the rolling shot and little the trickery. taxi to fire it, to fire it. So, all right, folks, I think that's going to do it for this show. Um, definitely, uh, check us out. Patreon.com. slash You're going to get this show tonight instead of having to wait until the morning. Um, uh, Also, you're going to get the Spirit Show as well. So if you want to join there, you get that private podcast feed. Also, subscribe on Twitch. Thank you all so, so much for listening. It's great to have a win to talk about. We will catch you guys uh, next
0: Next week. week. Vamos. Vamos.